0: You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals.
1: Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right, let's, let's do, do it.
0: it. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eat show. It's your favorite host here, and we have a really good episode for you guys today. We got a fellow Haitian. Carl Jean-Baptiste, thank you very much. Oh, from Valley Stream, right? So not only represent Haiti, we represent Valley Stream. So uh, thank oh, you, Carl, yeah. for hopping on today's episode. Absolutely. All Appreciate love it. and grace. Appreciate it. So before we get started, of course, we want to make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, that you're following us on YouTube. That's where we're dropping all our episodes. Our current event episodes are up on there. Make sure that you are plugged in. You good. But um, and make sure you're following us on all social media, Instagram, everybody eats.pod, Twitter, EBEpod, and wherever you listen to podcasts, we're streaming, we're there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are on there. So you don't want to miss out on some gems that we're giving out. All right, so on that note, Carl, Mr. Photographer, if you could introduce yourself, where are you from? <laughs> what do you do? Right, real quick. Then we'll get into photography.
1: God, so. I hate this part. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: never easy
2: talking about yourself. But um, um, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, whoever's watching this. I hope everybody's watching this. You know what I mean? Uh, Carl, Carl Jean, uh, people call me K, people call me K Visual photographer from valley stream uh since early late 2000s you know what i mean uh came here in my early teen years i'm glad you know they adopted me as a as one of their own you know what i'm saying uh been in this photography game for uh 2021 now the time really passes especially with COVID. uh been in a photography game since april 1st 2015 so we're going on six years strong uh
1: okay,
2: let's go. <laughs> you know, six years strong uh you know probably photograph your favorite artist i probably photographed your friend i probably photograph a spot that you always wanted to have been to you know what i mean so uh you just check out my work follow me on instagram at carl gene b carl with a k by the way on instagram and make sure you you know following these guys as well too because without them you wouldn't
0: have found me right? for sure, for sure much appreciated so um you said you said six years so i remember back right this is high school like, I remember, I think, on Instagram or on Twitter, seeing you, like, you got your camera, you, you was, like, posting pictures um, of, like, doing shoots with people. I'm like, man, like, yo, that's real dope. Then I remember uh, my senior prom, you were there. I think we was at, we was at Elena's house. Shout out to Elena, right? So we was at Elena's crib, and then you were there taking pictures. So that's probably, like, one or two, you said 2015. So that was probably the first, if you said 2015, that was the first year. Right, yeah. I from- yeah,
2: wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that was in the yeah, first year because so started that
0: was- April. You're in June. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was your first year, and like I, I still have one of those pictures. It's actually one of them is on my my refrigerator back in New York. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I so I still have one of those um on my refrigerator. So um yeah, man. Like so even so for those listening, even me personally, right. So um I've had experience with, with calls work, and then just keeping like your Instagram page over the years, like. I know periodically I, I I hit you up and I'm like, yo, you're doing some amazing work. So I've just seen the progress, seeing, I know you do your open studios seeing the progress. Um, when you go to concerts, I remember those at one point, I was like, yo, like is Carl getting hired by these artists to like take these pictures? Like I was just so confused because you were always like up and close, like these dope shots. And I'm like, yo, like these dudes really must be calling him up like to, to take these like really dope pictures and stuff. But just seeing your work, uh, uh, it's, it's been great seeing, seeing you grow and all that so thank um, you much appreciate it truly definitely definitely so from the beginning right I feel like I feel like photography is something pretty popular I see a lot of people yeah. get into right you know people get a camera all of a sudden they put a photographer in their bio um but you stuck <laughs> with it right that's the difference like some people stick with it some people don't so you stuck with exactly. it exactly so talk us from the beginning like what was what, it just So is this something you always want to do? Was it something you kind of just pick up the camera and you you, you liked it? What's the story behind, you know, K-Visuals and trying to get into the photography business?
2: The story behind K-Visual really kind of, itself ever since I stepped into Valley Stream, if I'm being honest with you, it was to the point where the original beginnings was me, you know, stealing my family camera, the little point and shoots that people be going on vacation with and whatnot, and and using those to, you know, be my photo shoots and, you know, my my camera and whatnot, you know what I mean? You know, when you're working in middle school and in high school, you never really get to, you know, spend on the luxurious amenities that you want to, you know what I mean, like a camera, for that per se you know what I mean so with that being said you know growing up learning the ways of the world and how to maneuver and you know what I mean and of course we having Asian parents everything is school 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 you know what I mean so t- telling parents that you want to be a photographer even if it's not your main squeeze is kind of like what You know what I mean? So, (laughs) so it's kind, so it's kind of just like it's, and it's not like they don't support it, but it's just like at the time it was just like, yo, like focus on school, focus on school. You know what I mean? And you know, there was never really, to my knowledge, any other photographers around in Valley Stream, and it's not on some. I want to be the first, but it's just like I have the eye for it. People know I have the eye for it. I love colors and other things of that nature. So, why not? You know dive into that field and really make your imprint not only from valley stream which will be the start but then we go to the boroughs and then we go to the world you know what i mean yeah so that's that's really what it is for me that's that's the humble beginnings stepped into my first year of college was able to you know work maneuver things of that nature and then you know spring 2015 april 1st was literally the day that amazon order when my first camera came and the rest is history
0: yeah definitely definitely So, so um Were you, you say you was like playing around with like your family cameras and stuff before, but like when it comes to equipment, right? Like, did you already know what you wanted or was it kind of just trial and error?
2: If I'm being honest with you, I take a number of influences and learn from a number of different people, including some of my colleagues. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys know my colleague uh, Duval, Allen, you understand what I'm saying? Definitely gotta give him a quick shout out because early on in the game. Oh, and I also, my other brother B Rambo because they both early on in the game definitely took me under their wing per se and taught me the ins and outs of how to maneuver in terms of equipment in terms of quality and things of that nature so it was a mixture of those two brothers giving me a good hand and help and inspiration but also a lot of you you know what I mean I also would assist on a number of shoots back in the day and also would ask questions like hey how do you do this how do you do that like Or like, what did you use to get that shot? Whether I'd be commenting under somebody's post or whether I'd actually be a part of the shoot and learning myself, you know what I mean? Because I honestly, I like to think that art is an imitation game with a limited amount of originality. You know what I mean? Because art kind of like morphs itself. It revolutionizes itself. Like with music per se, you know what I mean? People been taking photos since like the 1800s, you know what I mean? What's really the difference aside from one color and two quality, you know what I mean? Oh, and how much we can edit the photo now. Yeah. You know? So that, that's really what it is. A complicated yet steady uh, learning process from my colleagues to YouTube and being self-taught.
0: Nah, definitely. That's um, that's a game of self-education there, you know, and that's how you get your best. I like how you said that um, you assisted on shoots, so that's how that—that's where you get your foot
1: in the door, you know. Yeah, that's
0: where you get your foot in there, then there, um, then that literally like a yeah. like experience, like just sitting there watching. You know, like, okay, all right, I see what kind of angles you got. Okay, bet like I could copy that. Okay, I can. It's like an this.
1: unpaid internship. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> basically.
2: That. I mean, hey, listen, all internships should be paid, man. It's twenty twenty
0: one.
2: Yeah. Right. labor We work, all
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> For real, for real. But sometimes that experience, you know, I'm all for a paid internship. I haven't done a paid. Internship.
1: Oh yeah, I can't Nothing relate to that. be Nothing honest.
0: But you know, sometimes that experience does help out. In, in your case, right, you know, sometimes when it comes like assistant, right, that experience does help out. But yeah, definitely pay your internship. nobody wants to work for it. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, that's that's really cool. Um, it takes like a certain like level of humility to to kind of do that um and to know where you are but to also have that drive to say i want to get there and i want to learn from this person i want to learn from there so taking that certain level of humility to to go under someone and to learn and to follow up on shoots and things like that that's really dope um what would you say are some i would say in your years what would you say are some real like hard like learning points that you learned like some 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 tips or maybe some some advice that you give to a beginner photographer they want to just get right into the game. What's some stuff that you learned over the years that you could pass down?
2: If I'm being completely honest,
0: man, I probably could write a book. But at the
2: same time, I, I'll, I'll give you the, the main ones. I feel like that should be in the main frame of anybody and everybody, whether you already started shooting or whether you want to. First, first things first, you got to be confident within yourself. You know what I'm saying? There's thousands and thousands of photographers worldwide, let alone in New York. You know what I mean? If you don't have the confidence in your ability and in your own shot and your own camera to do what you got to do to stand out from everyone, you're going to sink faster than you rise. You know what I mean? So, confidence is 100% number one. Two, keep shooting photographically. Photographically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I got to be careful when I say that
1: sometimes. You know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, but on the real, keep shooting because people get discouraged after one bad photo or one bad shoot. Like now, nah, what you have to do, you have to take it. You have to look at it, analyze it, learn from it, and keep it going. And there's nothing wrong with um, getting other opinions. Three, be open to criticism. I feel like criticism is one of the most essential parts of photography because you got to remember something. Photographers aren't taking these pictures and just looking at them for show. You know what I mean? They're putting it on Instagram, they're putting it on social media, they're submitting it to ads, they're submitting it everywhere. millions and thousands of people are looking at this photo. So you have to be open to criticism and not defensive criticism, but like realistic criticism, whether they like it or not, the quality, things of that nature. And honestly, this is one of the more intrinsic ones that I tell to everyone, but it's really hard to because it's in our human nature. Do your best not to compare yourself to the next person. Because often on social media, and this is even before social media became a gateway gateway drug to all the things that are issues in today's society. On social media, every day we're looking at photos, every single day, and some people don't even realize that. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you're always looking at photos. Do your best not to compare yourself to someone else. Of course, when we idolize people who are in the same work as us, we're always going to look at their work. Or people who are in the game the same way we are, and they might be in the same similar atmosphere as you, you might look at their work like, man, that photo is tight. Or like, man, how'd they get to work with that artist? I wish I did. Don't compare yourself. And I learned that early on in the game. Don't compare yourself because some way, somehow, you're gonna be able to carve your own path, and that's why. How now people are gonna say like, yeah, Carl took that photo. Not, oh, that photo could be taken by anybody. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: That's that's really the hard you know hard I would give to anybody, whether you're in the game or not.
0: No, nah, definitely. Um, that early, one of our earlier episodes, the quote <laughs> was "comparison is the thief of joy." Yeah. It was from uh, like Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Um. And that is something I have to remind myself a lot, you know, because like you said, you look up whenever you're in a certain field, a lot of times you look up to people, look up to your role models, look up to your role models, people in the same field as you. And it's easy to look at that and be like, dang, like, why am I not like that? Or I wish I could have it like that. Or I want my shoot photo, I want it to look like his, his picture. But... That's the easiest way to discourage yourself when you're too busy focusing on how someone else looks like or how somebody else does their work. And like you said, uh, with photography, I'm sure it's way easier if you're on social media. And like you said, you're looking at pictures. Everything you look at on Instagram is a picture, whether someone took it or it's a screenshot, yeah. right? It's some sort of picture. So it's easy. It's really easy to, to get lost in that sauce, so to speak, and and staring and looking and idolizing other people.
1: Yeah, to, to piggyback off the... Um comparison being the, yeah mo- i mean the time you spend comparing yourself to the other person is the time you could have spent bettering what you do um i think a lot of people especially now nobody looks everybody looks at the winners and not the losers like the like the and 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 within losing comes like the, the work involved so you don't know what um ex-photographer from you know brooklyn or whatever is is what he went what he or she went through and and how many you know l's or or how many cameras they might have gone through um to get to that point so
2: amen. And i've been through a couple i'll tell you that much so yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah so sure. how how do you how do you find your own voice or find your own niche niche, niche. voice niche. style swag sauce whatever you want to use when it comes to photography how do you find <laughs> your your shot
1: oh i have a side maybe a question to add on to that um you've been doing it for about six years now uh is there a way you can tell when uh even without like like if we were to if you were to randomly you know uh have a bunch of photographs taken from people you know would, would you be able to tell like oh um it's edited this way so so and so or it's shot this way so so and so was the one who took the picture like do you think is is there a way to kind of you know how um Artists do pop people's work. Yeah, they do graffiti and stuff and they have like uh a little signatures and stuff. Is there any way uh maybe from from a photographer's point of view, you can tell, you know, who and who took X, Y, and Z picture? Out of curiosity. So
2: I'm gonna hit at your question first, then I'm gonna hit at the question that uh my boy Bensky uh initially said, It's in the back of my head. So in general with photo with any photo every photo whether it's taken off a camera whether it's taken off an iphone there's elements to it i'm not going to you know give you the whole photographic glossary but to give you a couple we got sharpness we got clarity we got saturation we have pitch we have brightness the whole nine nonetheless i feel as though if you if you sit in a room a dark room per se, because that's what I usually do when I'm editing my photos. If you sit in a dark room and you look at all and you have a, an array of photos, I believe that the difference that my photo would be next to most other photos is A, the crispness of the photo, B, my my general knack for capturing the true essence of a person because a lot of my photography does come through portrait photography. So I really have honed in over the past couple of years in capturing somebody's natural beauty and see color. I love colors. I can't definitively say that I have a necessary favorite color. My favorite color is always changing, but colors, my photographs will almost always be rather colorful if i'm being all the way honest with you um but yeah i i think that's so and it's funny because over the past couple months and one to two years people you know when they post their own photos that's not on my page per se and sometimes on my page people even say hey um yeah yo carl took that photo I like, oh, well, yeah, I could tell you took that photo. And honestly, that's one of the greatest compliments, one of the highest compliments, because it's just like, wow, you know, I thought that my style, not only that it was unique, but I thought it was only been able to be seen by me. But it's amazing yeah. to see that other people who've been following my work for X, Y, Z amount of time, they're able to tell like, oh, my friend just posted a photo shoot without even looking at the comments or anything or looking at the tags. Carl did that shoot. That's amazing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean that 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 goes honestly all right back to you. That that's you know kudos for your consistency and 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 even um uh not switching up your style or, or or perfecting it to the point where now people can identify it on their end. So that that goes that's that's all you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you buddy,
2: man. Thank you, thank you. Nonetheless, um, but nonetheless, let's zero back and I'm on my boy Bensky's that asked me a question something to the tune of how do I find my voice how do I
1: find my niche
0: yeah
1: so in, in photography
0: personally I, and I guess you could apply it to photography you know, so as a photographer. photographer. yeah like how do you how does a photographer find their gotcha so in general from I guess you
2: could say from young truth be told I've always been an outspoken person sometimes more than others you understand what I'm saying and I feel as though when you hone in on certain talents I believe that you know you should you know um, use those talents to push forward you know the the proper things like if you have a powerful voice a voice that people look at a voice that people listen to I personally believe that you should be using it to do the right thing to push forward the right you know narratives and things of that nature. While in recent years I've actually been more quieter vocally, but my photographs have been speaking a lot louder than the actual words I've been saying. Honestly, I think it. I think truthfully, let me double back. I think it's a mixture of both, because I've I've slowly become a man of few words. But when it's something that's really of importance, I make it a point to put it out there and avidly say something, especially when it's something important. Yeah. Like for example, um, this past summer, when um, early summer, I guess you could say when um the George Floyd um situation unfortunately happened. You know, I made I made it a point to um to appear at the rally that, you know, bought Almont and Valley Stream together and and allow people to realize like, hey, you know, I'm not only just Carl the photographer, the kid who went to Central, everybody knows for XYZ reason. Cool. You know, it's also I think it's also important to put your name, your face and your voice into, you know, the the proper messaging you understand what i'm saying including black lives matter including loving and respecting one another and when i'm not doing that vocally at a rally or via one of my instagram posts i do it through my photography because if i'm being honest with you i used to be very limited in my choice early on in my photography in terms of the characteristics of the individuals that i would shoot but in recent years if you take a good look at my instagram my photography has gotten diverse I love everybody you understand I love everybody no matter who you are no matter where you're from no matter what you look like I love everyone you know so a mixture of my own personal personality my own personal experiences my ability to connect with people not only through speaking with them but through my photography has allowed me to found my comfortable niche in the game and I often like to you know reprise myself as the kid from Long Island because Oftentimes, I'm also in conversations that are held in the boroughs, mind you, I live in Valley Stream, you know, but part of my upbringing was in the boroughs, which is also why I can relate and I can understand, you know, those parts as well. But my main home in bread and butter is Valley Stream, and I believe that utilizing my voice as well as my photography is why and how I'm able to find my niche and put an imprint on the culture in the society and... The photography as whole.
0: Well. Ah, for sure, that's cool.
1: Um, you want to get into our uh, quote of the day with yeah, that? I I, I, I like that was such a sweet way to wrap it up. Yeah, you know, right? yeah <laughs> I, I
0: got some more questions, but it'll be better for it'll be better for the last segment.
1: Um, you got it. For sure.
0: So yeah, on that note, one thank you for for, for that background. We'll definitely uh, continue that conversation after the quote of the day. them um, when you are ready, you can pull that up.
1: All right. So the quote of the day is: "The man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life." Um, quote Sounds like
0: some old school, like some old philosopher.
1: Right? Yeah, it's this. philosopher, Chinese philosopher. Can you um, run that back for me, boss? I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life. Is that Confucius? Yes, sir. Oh, ah, <laughs> yeah, because
2: once you said a man is, I'm like, ah, that sounds like my guy, Confucius.
1: <laughs> I noticed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've read some of his teachings and such. Yeah, I paid attention I in social know. studies.
1: I got you. I'm so glad he guessed it because that whole like the giving the clues point, that shit would have been rough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Anybody remember that that high school social studies? Nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm hip to that. Love Confucius, and right, so right. much of it applies today, and people don't even realize it.
0: All right, so I was gonna say. So so now that that's since you got it right, you got to give me a take on it.
1: So now you're asking me to think. <laughs> in layman's terms, yeah. But, in
2: layman's terms, yeah. But when you really think about it, I mean, listen a lot of these a lot of these teachings that come from you know our ancestors and or just ancient ones as a whole you know in the complex society that's ever ever always growing and that's like you know everlasting you know making opinions at things whether people agree or not the main question that we all could or would ask ourselves is i mean is he wrong or also is he right you understand? Because let's break down that quote right quick. And trust me, I won't talk your ear off. A man who asks the question is a fool for a minute. I mean, listen, I wouldn't call a man or a woman a fool because the thing about it is it's better to be ignorant and have the ability to acknowledge that and want to educate yourself as opposed to being an actual fool pretending to act like you know everything and you don't. And when life tests you, it strips you naked because you weren't prepared or you don't truly know and you weren't educated. That's my take on it. And can, can you run back the second part of that quote for me?
1: So, uh, second part is a man who does not ask a question is a fool for a lifetime.
2: And that crazy enough touches into what I just said, because a man who or a woman who does not want to educate themselves I mean, listen. Life is gonna run you a whole bunch of tests before it teaches you those lessons. Crazy, right? So, with that being said, somebody who lacks the ability to acknowledge and/or want to educate themselves, depending on you know what the topic, um, subject matter is, of course, they're often gonna be handled a number of tests that you know, unfortunately, might not go in their direction. Why? Because they lack the ability to want to educate themselves because they don't have the ability. For whatever xyz reason so just want to ask a question you know i believe that there are no stupid questions in life although there are stupid questions in life but i believe that you should always ask a question especially if you do not know because the more you know the more successful you are the less you know the less successful you are but teaches their own
0: Nah, that's that's a fact so it kind of goes back to that humility uh, aspect too, because I think like a lot of people sometimes I go through this at work, you know, and I, I have to overcome this. And this is something I, I still go with, uh, or I struggle with, or work through a lot. So it's not like you know I'm holier than thou, but sometimes it's, it's kind of like a pride/slash humility issue where I don't want to look like I don't know by asking the question, or you know, and it's like you're doing yourself a disservice because in the meantime, while you're sitting here either being too prideful to ask or you don't have the humility to ask you know you're getting it wrong or you're doing it wrong or you're not being successful whatever the issue is you're not doing what you what you want then when you sit down and admit like hey I do not know this task I do not know how to take this picture I do not know how to set up this equipment right when you ask that question how do you do that yeah, maybe at first it may feel a little bit weird. Oh, I don't want to act like I'm stupid. But then once you get it, you get it. Now you're fine. Now you know. Now you can teach someone else. Now everybody eats, right? So, like, that's that's the point. Like, there's no there's no harm in being ignorant. It's like a quote from one of the animes, right? Yeah, it might have been Fire Force. Is it Fire Oh, Force?
1: it was Fire Force.
0: Um, I don't know. But it's like some anime. But it's like, it's, it's a similar quote. It's like, there's no harm in being weak. Um, yeah uh, there's weak.
1: nothing wrong with being weak. Um, staying, staying weak, weak, is weak is the, is problem. the problem. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's
0: yeah. Like, I agree. Kind of like that. Like, there's no harm in being ignorant for a moment. Like, yeah. you don't know. There's no shame in that. But staying ignorant, that's the issue because now you have the ability to change that. You know, now you're you're not being proactive and trying to learn.
1: And I think to I don't know if you're done, but no, yeah, you're good. Okay, to piggyback off that, um, I think the person who does ask the question first is is in the analogy uh, or uh, quote sorry the 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 person who asked the question first I, I think has um, uh, more self-awareness in addition to the humility and and um, whatever it takes to ask that question whereas the person oh, who, who doesn't ask the question uh, maybe they're not uh, uh, I mean this is this is uh, you know um, based on you know how you view it but to me if you don't have that self-awareness you're ignorant in in some aspect of of whatever you're doing so the person who doesn't ask the question and never asks the question is in this example the ignorant person or the fool and and even politically um or just in day-to-day lives now especially now in uh, um uh last year with everything that happened um Someone who asks questions is also synonymous with someone who is willing to uh, hear another side. You know, um, uh, see how the other side lives, how the other half lives, how their um, racial or or or, um, or uh, gender counterpart lives, and 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 how they get along in society, X, Y, and Z, and all that stuff. And those who who um, Refuse to you know move with the times, change with the times. You know they got their heads down. I, I think we said that uh, a couple of weeks back, but they have their heads down and they're the ones continuing their life as the fool slash ignorant person. So, That's a
0: yeah, I agree. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. So let us wrap up. Could you say that quote one more time? We will wrap up this segment.
1: The man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life confucius
0: Confucius. (laughs) all right um on that note let us transition to our final segment um i want to cover uh now that we kind of covered like you know uh the tips of photography i'm curious on how do you actually scale a photography business or like as an individual
1: or scale photography to a business
0: or scale photography to a business right so that's a better question right so like say I got my camera and now I want to start shooting people right I want to start shooting people I kind of want to grow obviously it's not going to happen overnight but what are ways that you did yourself right I know that you have your open studio days but I know that didn't that didn't happen like you know first first year right but how were ways that you scaled it to grow as an individual to get your art out there and to to grow gotcha So
2: with that being said, first things first, I like to drop a quote of practice makes permanence because you have to practice your craft in order to permanently be good at your craft, be good enough to the point where people will want to buy into your craft. You understand, you know, nobody starts something on the first day, you know, when they're, you know, they're already making money from it. You understand what I'm saying? Unless they fall into a scenario where it's not about what you do. It's about who you know, which is a lot of what we do nowadays, unfortunately. But that's neither here nor there. Nonetheless, in life, especially when it comes to the arts, sometimes, oftentimes, if I'm being real, you have to do a couple of free things before you start getting paid.
0: Uh, One more time. One more
2: time. In life, sometimes in art, a lot of the times, if we're being honest, you have to do a couple of free things first before you start getting paid.
1: (laughs) I love how we did that at the same time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And why, Carl?
2: Why? Why do you got to do that? (laughs) Because let me give a quick example. You, me, anyone else. Let's remove me, Carl. Let's remove me, K-Visual. Let's say I was just a regular person named Carl. I have a regular Instagram or so, and I just post myself and, you know, family vacations or whatever may have you. I purchase a camera. I put an ad on Instagram or I go up to my friends like, hey, um, let me uh, photograph you for your portfolio or whatever. Okay, you know, what does it entail? Oh, well, before we go forward, it's going to be $200. All right, excellent. Let me see your work.
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but you have
2: no work to show you have no work to pull from you have no progress to show you have no material you have no story you have no background which goes back to what i said in terms of you have to do a couple of free things before you start getting paid and as much as people don't like to admit that i'm very transparent and vulnerable so if i'm being honest with you Till now, sometimes I'm still doing free shoots or free collaborations because I'm not 100% where I want to be photographically. But the thing about it is too many people often fixate on the free and don't understand that those collaborations, those experiences are going to propel you to the business, propel you to the bigger dollars that you're seeking. Those free collaborations are free shoots. And I keep emphasizing free because that's something that artists will never want to hear. But in the beginning stages, you have to do it. You have to do it. But after a certain point, when you have a crowd, when you have a number of individuals who really appreciate your work, who really like your work, put a price on it. How much do you think this picture is worth? How much do you think you're worth? That's my follow up question. How do you
0: how do you price,
1: price, your, services, do you price yo. your services?
2: And if we're being completely honest, for a beginner, if I'm being real, from the very beginning, I remember one of the first times someone asked me, "Hey, what are your prices?" And it wasn't at the point where I was, you know, charging for shoots yet. My very first paid shoot. You want to know how much it was, man? Forty dollars
0: dollars
2: day. Hey, i start somewhere y'all yo. you you got to start somewhere how many, you remember
1: how many photos huh, too
2: many i'll say that ah,
1: <laughs> they hit the biggest lick <laughs>
2: big time big time you know what i mean so with that being said you have to price yourself accordingly you have to price your work accordingly because there's so many things to take into account From the travel to the taking of the photos to a number of things, you know? Mm -hmm. And with that being said, it's just like, how much do you believe in yourself? How much if you, if you weren't yourself, how much would you want to pay to have somebody to take photos of you? And of course, people will easily be like, Oh, I don't wanna pay nothing. I wanna save my money, I won't spend my money on something else or whatever, may have you, but remove all of that ignorance and like be real. People want graduation shoots, people want birthday shoots. Some people just want to shoot, you know what I mean? And I come across all those kind of people all the time. So if you were one of those people, how much would you want to pay? You know, not only that, but with art comes progression. At least I would hope for any and every artist. Where art comes progression. If, almost, if after almost six years in, you know, in the photography game, I'm still doing $40 shoots, there's got to be something wrong. Either my photos are the still, tr- still the same trash quality, or I really am not that financially literate to be upping my prices accordingly, you know. <laughs> so with that being said, it really boils down to the person and in the, in of themselves. Of course, I always say, you know, include your expenditures, including all right, you know, the programs that you're using, the travel cost. the the editing time that you're going to put into it and ultimately the quality of the photos that you are giving someone. You know, it's funny because to this day, I personally like to pride myself on being financially friendly photographers because some of the prices that, and it's no knock to them at all whatsoever, but some of the prices that my colleagues charge, listen, my eyes come out like a cartoon character when I hear those prices. But at the same time, I look at their work and I'm like, you know, I actually don't see a problem with it. It's just shocking to me because I don't charge that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, so it really boils down to the person and the worth of their work. And one of the number one things you have to do as an artist when it comes to setting up your business in terms of photography, from your work being good your marketing, your word-to-mouth, business cards. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said, you have to do a couple of free things to get your foot in the door. I don't photograph a baby shower for free. Hell, a small wedding for free. I've
0: done it all before. And honestly, you have to, unfortunately. Uh, but it'll all pay off. For sure. Gary Vee says that, talks about that a lot. You know, when you're trying to get your foot in the door in some industry, you got to gotta dm people you gotta offer your services you gotta you know give off value for free when you're starting off because no one knows you no one knows who you are if you're a
1: model you gotta do it for free you know you, model, you, gotta, you can't ask somebody the you
0: know? line gotta give off some exactly Same. So, like it, you have to you have to you have to provide value like you said like you know before you have that portfolio or you have that experience behind you where you can be like hey keep my work this is why i'm charging that because you can see the type of quality that i have um but now I feel like this is this is another interesting question, right? So, um, dealing with customers, right, or dealing with clients, right? This this is the part I feel like. What's the pricing like, argument like? Yeah, like this is I feel like this is some this uh, some stuff that people don't always talk about. Um, how do you deal with kind of like a two part question? Like, how do you deal with people who either fight you on your prices or be like, oh, it's not worth that slash? What was like your worst client experience? If they're not the same, if they're not the same, oh,
1: he got a story ready. Look, 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 look. <laughs>
2: That's funny. Um, nonetheless, that um, client price conversation—if I'm being honest with you—it's always uncomfortable. You know, it's always uncomfortable because at the end of the day, you never want to um, lose a client, never lose out on money. One one thing I would like to say: um, I am not money motivated actually love photography way past the money that it brings me it brings me joy it's a source of therapy but also at the same time if you're good at something eh, you don't always have to do it for free you know what I mean so yeah why don't you you know um monetize it you know build on it you know because you know what they say if you do what you love you never work a day in your life right You know,
0: I posted that today. That's crazy. That was actually one of my real, one of my reels today, talking about that post.
2: And it and it's true. You know what I mean. So like, you know, while it's not my um career at this particular juncture, but hypothetically speaking, let's say the man upstairs says, you know what, you're gonna be a full time photographer and you're gonna get paid for it. I don't think I'd ever complain about my job. Maybe the people, but not my job. You know what I mean. But with that being said. When it comes to uncomfortable patient price conversations, I always remind I always remind them. I think I said patient, I mean customer. Sorry, I'm in a medical. <laughs> but yeah, wow. But um nonetheless, I think I always remind them of the fact that the photo shooting process it's not as easy as they may think. They may think the photographer comes up and takes some photos and just leaves and do a one-two on a computer and boom, there's your photos. No, it's a lot more that goes into that, you know? Um, things like travel, things like photo editing and photo editing can take anywhere between a couple of minutes to a number of hours, you know? and um, things of that nature, and also the number of photos that they want. If you want five photos, all right, I can get that to you in you know a couple minutes or something like that, but if you want a number of photos, that's going to take a number of hours or a number of days, and people also, often also forget that photographers have lives too. You know, It's not always after the shoot they're going home to work on your photos. They might have other clients. They might have other responsibilities and, and things to do, so often I have to remind people that photo shooting is more than just me having a good eye and being able to look make you look good and snap the shutter button you know what i mean there's a lot more to that and if i'm being honest yes i've lost clients that way and yes i've still managed to still gain clients that way and you know bless all the people that i've worked with whether it was paid or not paid shout out to everyone over these past six years and even if i didn't work with you i just hope that you know you eventually found what you were looking for photographically speaking you know because in times like these, I've learned that people are appreciating photos a whole lot more, which is which is good, you know. But at the same time, I understand that times are hard. And it's funny because sometimes the people who got it are still the cheap ones as well. I, I must say that. But um, you know, you just gotta keep it real with people. And honestly, this is something that a lot of customers may not want to hear from the people that they'll potentially employ but if you always allow people to drop your prices on you you always allow people to demean you and, and force you into a situation where you feel like you have to do it for free or you have to do it significantly lower or even lower at all by any margin You'll never be able to fully take yourself seriously, nor will that person be able to ever fully take you seriously in terms of word to mouth, because that person can easily turn around and go tell that person. Yeah, he was charging me 500, but I was able to talk him down to 300. Maybe he'll do the same thing for you. Nah, it don't work like that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to put your foot down. You have to know what you're worth and you have to stick by it. Because to be completely honest with you, while one person may not pay that price, Another person will look at your work, realize your worth, and they will pay it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be completely honest with you, my lowest photographic package right now starts from 150, right? My lowest yeah. starts currently at 150. You know some people still tell me that's too expensive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So listen and and peace be to them, but I never go any lower than that.
0: Yeah. ever. Got it. Hey, that's what you just No, what? I mean that
1: that that especially um, but don't sell yourself short because at that point it, it goes back to confidence, like you said. That means if you're willing to change your price because of what someone says because you don't want to lose a customer, um, it does reflect on your confidence and your ability um, and what you're doing. And and you never. I, I think we said this before, but I mean, I, I'm remembering a time that happened. You never let anyone ever. Ever set a price on your work, never do that because that's it's and they don't know, <laughs> they don't know what you're doing. But you did bring up um what what photographers have to go through. And I remember a couple times in college, you know, um, I had friends take pictures or um, they brought their cameras in that day. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, take a picture or something. And I, I remember always, um, in the back of my head afterwards, I was like, all right, cool, I should probably get it like tomorrow right and you you said like you know they might uh you know he or she might have clients right after they might have responsibilities you know we don't know what they're doing outside of you know for the most part we may not know what they're doing outside of photography so um that's something I really did not think about and even the uh like you said the travel price you know remember we did a shoot and you know we took our we took the the bus and the train to get there and that you know that took us about an hour and you forget you really forget the photographer has to go through the same thing, whether it be gas or or a bus fare swipe, you know. So um, that was a dope shoot. I know what you're
0: talking about. Oh, oh yeah, that was, that was a dope, dope, dope shoot. shoot. <laughs> yeah. So <it's,
1: laughs> you forget, you know, the, the <laughs> photographer, you know, the photographer doing this too. So you know, it's not just you know, um, you know, whatever you think might be acceptable to pay for just the pictures doesn't just cover just yeah, it's the entire experience, it's the, entire experience. It's the entire experience and that's something you really I think you really um forget about but at the same time I do feel like it's something not stressed when I hear about like when I when I um, hear about photography you know nobody ever really talks about that I, you're the first person to say that you know the the, the photographer, goes through too and of course it's something you know you should kind of think about but at the same time it's easy to forget you know people people yeah people excited to get picture you got on a nice you know nice ass fit you're trying Mm -hmm. to you know you know post that up on instagram get some 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 dm slides or whatever Mm -hmm. just you know look at it later and feel real good so yeah it is it is very easy for that to go to the wayside so absolutely yeah
0: so yeah some experiences i'm I'm interested right so For people, people want to get into photography, they have to know the how it really is, right? How how it looks like on the good days and how it looks like on the bad days. Oh, so, obviously you don't have to give no names to you want to, but like some <laughs> best best shoot experiences, whether it's you know a singular client concert, um, and then and then worse experiences. For me, let me think a little
2: bit. Uh, let me think a little bit. Uh I think. I'll give you a couple of my best, then I'll give you a couple of my worst. Cause a couple of my worst, I definitely done dodge some bullets, if I'm being honest, figuratively <laughs> speaking. But uh nonetheless, I think some of my best was uh when I photographed um when I photographed Miguel one year at um Afropunk. When I photographed Miguel one year at Afropunk and he actually pointed right at my camera like directly right at my camera, like while we were right in front making eye contact and everything. So that was pretty cool. Um, I think it was 2016 and 17. Uh, one day I'm at, uh, one of my first, uh, medical jobs and whatnot. And, um, earlier, earlier, like some days ago and whatnot, I had photographed little Uzi Bird here on Long Island and, you know, my phone starts blowing up and people are like, Oh, Carl, little Uzi Bird posted your photo. He posted your photo. And I'm like, what are people talking about like you know that that was a little content on Long Island I don't think anybody's really paying attention to it but at the same time Lil Uzi Vert was you know rising up the ranks and blowing up and would you behold that I, I went to his uh Instagram page and yes he posted my photo fortunately he tagged not me but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's cool because that photo was all over the hip-hop blogs and everything and I'm not gonna lie like it was a very great feeling also, another year at Afropunk, this artist named Carrie Fo, she actually hit me up and uh, thanked me for taking photos of her. And she posted them on her page and tagged me on her Instagram and on her Twitter, 100%. 100%. And also, lastly, one of my favorite moments, it was directly but indirectly. So I believe we're in 2021, I think 2018 or 2019, Um, I'm at a Playboy Cardi concert on Long Island and the concert is going, everything is moving and, you know, we're moving and grooving, getting the shots off. And um, unfortunately, somebody um, went out through one of the fire escapes, the fire doors, and the whole concert got shut down. The whole place got evacuated. The concert wasn't even halfway done yet you know and it was just it just really left a bad taste in my mouth you know everybody was so confused and whatnot and it was just like yo will he ever come back will he ever come and finish the concert things of that nature you know and would you behold the very next year he did come back again he did come back again this was when dial was out he did come back again and his management actually approved of me to photograph him again and even sent the note to me through the venue like hey we remember you from last year we appreciate you you know we're back we definitely you know want you to come back and you know do your thing and whatnot and like that was like a full circle kind of moment because I think the year before, it was right before Christmas. And then the year after, he came a little bit after Christmas. So it's kind of like a, literally a three, six, five, like, oh, wow. I was finally able to finish photographing him, literally. So yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Great concert, great concert. He puts on a show, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, what I'm, some of my worst experiences was, uh, let me think, let me think. All right, cool. In general, one thing i actually do not like is when i do a photo shoot with somebody and they like the photo they like the photo even when i send it to them they like the photo they like the photo and then they put a filter over it (laughs) you know we have
1: a friend who said he was complaining about the same thing they like (laughs) they edit it right over your shit.
2: (laughs) it kills me because and if i'm being honest with you people hate when i say this and, and and I've actually gotten to a back and forth with somebody over it and I stood my ground and it's true for me personally as a photographer, we do a shoot, edit the photo, we both agree on it, I send you the photos, you still like it, we both agree on it and such and such. The moment that somebody makes any kind of alteration, especially an obvious one that that's one of your photos, it's no longer my photo, you know what I mean. That's for me. It's no longer my photo. I don't care if I'm the one who shot it. I don't care if I'm the reason why it's black and white or why that color is that color. The moment you put some kind of filter or crazy alteration on it, it's no longer my photo because I didn't put that on your Instagram page. I didn't do that. You did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I can't rock with. I think a couple of my uh, negative, uh, that, that's one thing that let me not say occurs often, but more often than you know these negative experiences that i'm about to delve into it's
1: it's like seasoning the food like right in front of the chef so
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly you know what i mean nonetheless one of my worst was actually um uh what was it now i love her music but one year i actually photographed willow smith at uh afropunk and she literally went on my page screenshotted the photos I took of her off my page, then posted it on her Instagram. And in one of the in one of the slides like slide photos, you can see like my name at the bottom. And I'm just like, why didn't you just tag me and, and ask me for them. I would give them to you. Why'd you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you see everybody under her post like, hey, give Carl credit, give Carl credit. I'm like, ah, never mind, man. <laughs> you know, but hey, listen, still love her and the Smith family, man, great people, you know, love her music, all of that. Another negative experience was, um, what can I say? Another negative experience was, this was early on in my photography days. This is when I guess I was young and gullible. So there was one day I was I was doing a a studio shoot here at the the residence and uh, humble beginnings, and you know I wouldn't call her a best friend or a friend friend, but me and her were cool we were we were very cool more than cordial things like that, you know what I mean colleague former colleague honestly but um. So she said, oh, she didn't get paid yet. Can we still do the shoot X, Y, Z? And you know me, I'm a nice person. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. No problem, absolutely. Like, oh, I get paid X, Y, Z day, I'm gonna pay you that day. I'm like, listen, that's fine, that's no problem. But I also did kind of overlook that she also was part of some sketchy activity. Didn't necessarily know if that ambiance would come over to me and my business, but unfortunately she did. And you know, you want to know what's even crazier? So this girl, right? Instead of me editing the photos, I never, I never fully got to edit the photos. The reason why is because she bought her laptop. So she swayed me into thinking that after the shoot was done, she just put my memory card in and dropped the photos on her laptop so she could just have them right away. And then whatever I edit later on, I also could send to her. And then you know, she'll also pay me later on. I'll tell you boys something, man. I never got paid. I right? <laughs> I never got paid. And it's crazy, it is crazy because ever since then, I never spoke to her. I never spoke to her. We we done seen each other in and around the valley once or twice before, but you know, I never spoke to her ever again. You know, I did hit her multiple times like, yo, you ain't pay me. Like, what's up? What happened? You know uh, what I mean? I, I you know.
1: Phone don't work,
2: <laughs> yeah. Phone don't work. First time she gave me an excuse, next couple times she ignored my text, she ignored my calls. Like, yo, what's crazy about it is I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, Carl,
1: how like
2: would you put her for your photos on her laptop? She got the photos, bro. She got, what you do. She <laughs> yeah, she'll, she don't pay for nothing. <laughs> <shit? laughs> Man, I'm just a nice guy, man. I learned my lesson. But that arguably is like, I mean, me personally, I don't hold no grudges, but I still think about that to this day, man. I'm like, wow, so I really awesome. got, God. That crazy. Oh, we got man. one, we got <laughs> one. Yeah, man, you know what I mean, But yeah, man, never again, never again. And I guess other negative experiences would be, uh, you know, people trying to, you know, d- diminish or devalue my price, which I don't allow to happen anymore, at least, because before I used to fall victim and, and, you know, feel guilty for, you know, pricing the way I did until you. Right. Know- That's
1: part of being nice, yo, honestly, at that point. Like, so I, I get it too. I'm a real nice guy. Don't mean to, <laughs> to my own horn, but, uh, <laughs> God, it definitely comes. You, you kind of feel bad. Um, you don't, you kind of, um, kind of value or you put yourself too much in that person's shoes kind of you feel a little bad just a little bit oh, like, oh, too much I that yeah ah, I get it I that's, swear. Their, problem. Yeah, that's yeah. their problem yeah and honestly yeah. that yo ain't Did nobody spend that same money on some on BS? Something, something else, else bro if you were money. if you were someone else if you were freaking J. Cole some shit J. Cole the photographer <laughs> 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 they they drop that on in, in an instant so you know honestly I, I had to tell my sister this today but yeah ain't nobody gonna take care of you know what you gotta do, but you so don't feel bad. But I, I have a real quick question before we wrap up. Uh, you got awesome. five minutes. Um, so you say, um, I, of course, if you don't want to share, that's up to you. But uh, you say you photograph, you photograph these artists like Willow Smith. Um, how do you and and, and Playboy Cardi? Uh, how do you get that access? If you can. <laughs> Spill the sauce. If not, you know we can talk about offline. I ain't gonna start <laughs> photographing people. But you and I got I got another boy. His his name is Brian uh, Rosato. He's he's like one lens on Instagram. I don't know if you know, him. But, but he he got he, had, he 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 did something similar with uh I think Title had an award show or something, and and on his page he had a lot of pictures of Bad Bunny, Carol G, all all that good stuff. So I, I was wondering, you know, like how do you how how does that happen?
2: That's one of the number one questions I get asked if I'm being honest with you. Um while I personally cannot reveal the sauce Mm. because because if I'm being honest, some of these uh some of these agreements actually came under NDA.
1: Mm. um, Under
2: NDAs, you know what I mean? So like You know, I got, you know, I got the permission when to post the photos, when not to, you know, it's a, you know, NDA is NDA. So I can't say that, say all of those things, you know what I mean? Some of them were paid as well, you know, but (laughs) with that being said, but um, one thing I I can, I can give some tips. I don't don't mind doing that. Number one, be persistent. Number two, you have to be annoying to some extent on social media. Number three, do your best to get the email and the contact of the venue that's hosting set artist. Uh, three and four I forgot what number I'm at. Try and get the emails because sometimes it's actually in their Twitter bios of course. Try and get the emails of the artist's management because you never know they actually look at their emails i mean oh they do yeah that's how that's we gotta how we guess that's how uh, we bro guessed. that's how we got it's vain bro
1: somebody looks that's through this stuff so yeah. exactly
2: they they look at their they look at their emails so if you you know approach them in the proper way and things of that nature you know what i mean you can make it happen you know yeah. what i mean you can make it happen um the one the one one where like i'll like shed light out because it was truly like just a cool Mutual, um, mutual bonding experience and whatnot. Um, I photographed Fabulous back in I think 2016 or 17. One of them, he came to my college, and how that happened was literally, I, I knew what date the concert was, and mind you, I didn't buy tickets for it because it was already sold out. You know what I mean? Because I kind of thought I was too cool for school in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, eh, it's fab, whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also just like, nah, like, I I do want to photograph him, man. He's a legend. You know what I mean? New York legend, music-wise, that is. Yeah. But but nonetheless, what I actually literally did to photograph Fabulous uh, on Twitter almost, I think, about for three weeks prior to the concert, actually added him on Twitter every single day. Hey, my name is Carl, you're coming to my college, can I photograph you? Hey, my name is Carl, you're coming to my college, can I photograph you? And literally for every every single day. Sometimes it would annoy my, my uh, fellow Twitter followers, but I didn't even care. Sometimes people they would, you know, they would like it, they would, you know, retweet it to get his attention since he's tagged in it. And um woe would you behold I believe it was two or three days before the concert. He actually put out a tweet talking about, "Hey, um, hey, uh, somebody was uh, somebody was hitting me up about uh photographing my show tonight in Brooklyn at LIU. Like, hit me up." so i went frantic I'm really? DMing him, yo it was me it was me i'm the one who's been tweeting you because you know these are artists after all so you can only imagine they're getting mentioned by so many thousands other yeah. you understand what i'm saying so it's easy for your tweet to get lost in the sauce you know what i mean unless it goes viral that is so what would you behold? i'm like yo it's i'm in his dm like yo it was me i was the one who was who was um tweeting at you and whatnot and i got a little nervous but the very next day He actually DM'd me back, like, got you, you're locked in. What's your number? We're going to contact you once we reach the college. So the concert day comes. I was able to snag a last minute ticket. And I'm just like, all right, don't tell me I'm about to sit in the stands and try and photograph this man. This wasn't a part of the plan. You know what I mean? But would you behold, one of his people actually called me while I was um, in my seat um, and Boss was, uh, uh, was a performer right before him. So I'm just, you know, enjoying Boss, XYZ, shout out to those folks at Dreamville. And um, one of FAB's folks called me like, hey, yo, where you at? Where, you know, we're in the back, you know, the, the private entrance. And would you behold? It was his people's. And I went to the back and then uh, they escorted me in, went into the dressing room and uh, literally we chopped it up. He loves to drink tea before his shows, which I found pretty interesting. You know what I mean? And uh, we chopped it up, you know, took a couple photos of him in the dressing room, things like that. And then uh, was able to um, walk out with him and his whole crew onto the stage. And I had, a, you know, front door access to everything and, and things like that. So it was a cool experience. And, you know, the next day, the, the same night, you know, he DM me like, yo, appreciate you. Uh, uh, you know, here's the email to send the photos to. So I was up to like one, two in the morning, editing those photos. Like, nah, bro, I just shot Fab, man. And then literally I wake up the next morning. I mean, listen, I'm a humble guy and whatnot. So the next day I had a class. I had to go back to Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying, for class, the concert was over. But I did wake up the next morning to Fab posting two, three of my photos on his page. And people blowing up my phone like, yo, he posted your photos, blah, 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 this, that, and the third, and yeah. But and that was the first artist. Well, him and boss but that was the first artist I ever photographed. It was fabulous.
1: That's real dope.
0: That's a great story. Era. That's a great story. That's a great story. Great, great, great story to edit on, too. Um, but yo, the one one easy gem, like and we say this all the time, yo, DM people, hit up their email. Slide in
1: them shit. <laughs> slide those DMs, let
0: it fly. and look for those email addresses. Yo, they're magical. Their job is to book those guests for something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. 100 100 plus shots, yo. Literally,
1: their one job is to monitor that stuff. They are paying. They're paying. They they, they
0: are management to look through those emails and to book that artist for something. If you got a podcast, yo, hit them up. Would you like to be a guest on our podcast? If you do photography, videography, if you do art, if you do covers, whatever. Don't sleep on emailing people because you never know how far an email can go. But about, that's, that's the last
1: gem for today. Um, but, so, before we wrap it up, before we wrap up, yeah. Um, we asked in the beginning if you could uh, add a song to our playlist. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something, uh, either just your photography business slash your journey with photography or something you've been listening to a lot lately. Uh a
2: song that I.
1: I would and, and just add... to start it off, um, I'm gonna add Leave the Door Open by Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack and six silk sonic because that has been playing in my head the entire time we've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> the Yo, entire their time. performance at the
2: Grammys,
0: amazing. Telling
2: best performance of the night, best performance of the night. Um, yeah. if I'm being honest, I've been listening to this song a lot lately actually mm, yeah it's between it's between two songs but I'm a I'm gonna I'm I'm go I'm gonna go with this one song it's actually what it feels like with Nipsey hustle and Jay-z it was from the Judas and the black Messiah um album yeah. soundtrack yeah, that, that song, you know, rest like in peace the great Nipsey Hussle, you know what I mean? So when it comes to, you know, the black man and and, and being better and, and, and divulging yourself, investing in your business, you know what I mean? He did harp on those things, not only in his interviews, but especially through his music as well. For example, with this song with Jay-Z, you know what I mean? So that's a song not only for me, but for how I carry myself in life and also applies to my photography as well, you know?
0: Sure, for
2: sure. So <laughs> oh, and if I if I may mention one thing, um this right here is actually my first publication ever, which actually came out last summer, which oh, I actually dope. had printed out and I just hang it up in my room.
1: That's dope. So, yeah,
2: so it was for uh Voyage LA magazine. Yeah, man, it was shot at one of Kanye's old houses in uh LA when I went last June. So yeah, I actually have this hanging up in my room right above my bed. Every morning I wake up, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, there's going to be more of these in the near future.
1: Yeah. That's what's up. That's, what's up. That's dedication right here, well, y'all. Y'all listening.
0: So on that note, how can people, before we before we wrap it up, wrap it up, how can people find you with your social media? How can people book shoots and all that good stuff?
2: with that being said uh carl k k visual don't matter how you uh call me i'm open to all of them my instagram is Carl Jean B K A R L J E A N B on instagram or twitter as well or you could just go to carljeanb.com and hit me through there you could you know view my work a lot more a lot more expandively uh than on my instagram and um listen, I'm a down to earth person. If you want to email me, go ahead. If you want to DM me, go ahead. Please don't call me. I know Instagram give you that option. There's some folks who don't call me before and I'm just like, hello, who's this? You know, <laughs> like, Hey, I want to book a shoot. I'm like, could you text me? Cause I mean, they already got my number at that point. So I'm just mm. like, yeah, just, just text me, I guess, but please don't call me. Just, God. just DM an email when it's time <laughs> to shoot, then we'll exchange the numbers. You know, oh, what I mean?
1: I'm going to just look at it.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, who's
0: this <laughs> scam likely all right <laughs> funny all right so um you guys heard you guys are the man so that's that's how you reach out um so as we're wrapping up if you still got to the end of this episode right make sure that you are following us on YouTube. That's where we have all our videos. So that's everybody each show on YouTube. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are growing it out. All our episodes are on there, our regular episodes, our current event episodes, and soon webinars will be up there too, right? So th- those who have more details out in the next coming weeks, um, so make sure that you are plugged in on social media, on Instagram. That is everybodyeats.pod on Instagram, on Twitter, EBE Pod, and again, wherever you stream, listen, view, wherever your pod you get your podcast, we're on there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Everybody Eats Show. Make sure you are plugged in. You're there. Thank you, Carl, for being on today's episode. Learned a Not lot. A
1: doubt. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.